I'm Heather Roberts here with Dr. Katie Scharf from Kaiser Permanente Northwest. Thanks so much for joining us once again. Yeah, thank you. I'm happy to be here. It is back to school time for a lot of families. And it's, you know, aside from the anxiety of just getting kids back on a regular schedule and all of the mandatory vaccinations that are required for schools, there's really this added stressor in the last couple of years of trying to manage the increased risk of COVID-19 as we all start to head back indoors. Kids are now in these crowded classrooms. What is the concern that we face this fall? How dangerous is this this year? I guess I would just want to level set and kind of set some perspective, um, particularly for the, the kiddos and the younger age groups that COVID will be one of many respiratory viruses that will circulate this school year and our children will get cough and runny nose and low grade fevers. Um, But in terms of, you know, significant danger to the the general public, especially the, the children's age group, I think it's low. Most of our kids have some sort of immunity either from Uh, vaccination or most have been infected. And so that prior immunity, both from vaccination and infection, um, will likely result in lower acuity or or less severe illness. So um, I think we can all expect our kids to have viruses this fall, and one of them may be COVID. But uh, I guess I would reassure parents that uh, this is to be expected, but not something to so to speak, freak out about this is going to be part of life. It's that time of year when we really expect, I mean, I remember when my kids were young, I just knew that by the end of September, the whole house was going to have a cold. I mean, it just is going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I have young children and I remember it's like every two to four weeks, just a cycle of another cold. Um, And that's just the expectation of having children who are interacting with other children and these respiratory viruses circulate and they may not have seen them before and so don't have that prior immunity. And they're just little germ incubators. I mean, they are. (laughs) They are. I mean, as they get older, they get a little bit better about like washing their hands and not touching their face and not like putting their fingers in their mouth. But like, I just remember when my daughter was in preschool and just the stuff she would put in her mouth and I was like, (laughs) oh, as an infectious disease doctor, like, Oh, what are you doing? No, she has an immune system that's going right. to work. Right. Speaking of immune systems, though, we do have a new variant and we are seeing COVID-19 hospitalizations tick up slightly in Oregon. Uh, the Oregon Health Authority has said that they're not terribly concerned about it yet. But are, should we be concerned not just for our kids, but potentially those kids bringing a new variant home to a a high risk family member? Is that something we should be worried about? So the new variant that we're seeing is the the EG.5 variant, which is a descendant of the Omicron variant. And so again, as I as I mentioned before, most of us have had either vaccination or prior infection. And so we have some level of protection against this newest um, descendant of, of Omicron variants. And yes, we're seeing like a tick up in hospitalizations, but I guess just to level set, you know, Nationally, we're seeing, you know, around 9,000 hospitalizations nationwide. And at the peak of the Omicron surge, it was like 150,000 hospitalizations. So, you know, when when these numbers are reported and like percent positivity has gone up, you know, 10%, like you have to think about, well, where did you start with? If you started with two and went up to four, that's a huge 
increase in percent positivity, but absolute numbers are quite small. Um, so I just want to make sure that people understand as, as they're reporting this percent positivity is going up, you have to look at what you're starting with uh, because that really reflects uh, the numbers. You know, in terms of what we're seeing, we're not seeing a lot of sick people in the hospital with COVID. That doesn't mean that there aren't a select group of individuals that continue to be at high risk of COVID. And, and those are the same individuals that are high risk of other respiratory viruses, flu and, and RSV, which we'll probably talk about. And so for those individuals, those are the individuals where it's really important that they stay up to date on their vaccines, and that if they are infected, um, they seek early treatment with the antiviral Paxlovid. But um, on the whole, we're just not seeing a huge amount of hospitalizations for COVID illness. Okay. You mentioned RSV, so let's go ahead and talk about that. That is something we know last year was a big concern for a lot of families, but we've got a, a new tool in the toolbox now. There's a new vaccine available for, is it for all infants, for some infants? What what do families need to know about that? Yeah, so RSV this year is kind of like breakthrough in terms of like discovery and, and, and options for prevention. So there's two tools. One is for infants, and it's, it's technically not a vaccine. It's a monoclonal antibody. So it just just to clarify, it's similar to a vaccine, but you're actually injecting the protective antibodies. It's not that you're asking the immune system then, to then go and make them. So it's a monoclonal antibody and it's recommended for um, infants um, in their first RSV season who are less than um, eight months of age. And it was shown in the studies to be 80% effective at preventing hospitalization. Really amazing, like really amazing because most kiddos um, will get RSV before the age of three. And, you know, in, in infants, we see between 100 and 300 RSV deaths annually in the U.S. And a lot of those kids, half of those kids are, are healthy kids. So it's a scary illness for new parents when uh, babies get RSV. So this is truly a breakthrough for that infant age group. And then just to add on the nuance, there's also a recommendation for kiddos in their second RSV season who are high risk to also get the injection. So universally recommended for kiddos, infants less than um, eight months in their first RSV season. And then there's an additional recommendation for um, kids in their second RSV season who um, are high risk for, for RSV illness. So that's- And then you, you mentioned a second tool in the toolbox. The second tool is for adults. This is the first year that we have an RSV vaccine for adults that's been approved for individuals age 60 and over. And there are two different products on the market. One is the uh, Pfizer product and one is a, a GSK product. Um, and they're considered equivalent clinically. And it's interesting that the CDC gave a recommendation for this vaccine for adults 60 and older with a shared clinical decision-making, which is different what they than what they do for some of the other vaccines. And so really what they're suggesting is that you talk to your doctor to see if the RSV vaccine is right for you. That may be a little bit tricky for implementation, um, just thinking about this as, as a large health system, you know, we're thinking about how do we implement this. Um, but really when they make that shared clinical decision-making recommendation, what they're saying is as a population, this vaccine, you know, may not be beneficial for everyone, but individuals in that 60 and older age group, it may benefit you. And so, and 
pause me anytime if I'm just going on and on. There's so much information here. I do want to actually pause just because I want to make sure we have enough time to talk about just in general respiratory virus season. It seems a little early to be talking about this, Mm -hmm. but with kids headed back to school and I feel like fall weather and people heading inside is going to be here before we know it. Mm -hmm. We've got the possibility for COVID. You've got the possibility for RSV and then you've got flu in there. What is really your, as an infectious disease specialist, your best advice for families this time of year? So I, I guess the first thing is that everyone should get a flu shot, but you know, right now we're in August. It's too early to get a flu shot. You do not need your flu shot in August. You need your flu shot end of September, October, but everyone should get a flu shot. But it's time to start. Just make sure you're thinking about it. Maybe, may, you know, have it on your Think radar. About it. Yeah. But like Walgreens is offering flu shots. Like you don't need to get your flu shot in August. Wait till September, October. Because you want that protection to last you the entire flu season. And often our flu season is February, March. So you're going to, you know, benefit most if you get it a little bit later. But think about it and plan to get your flu shot. Um, The second thing is the COVID-19 vaccines will come out um, later this fall. And it's unclear if they'll be recommended just for the higher risk individuals or for everyone. And so that is a, you know, to be determined But I would say for those individuals who know they're high risk, you know, they have medical conditions or immunocompromised or elderly, they need to plan to get that COVID vaccine. Now, will that be reformulated then with new for new variants? Is that the point of having a new one? Yeah. So the COVID vaccine will be updated to target more accurately the circulating variants. So it's an updated COVID shot that's coming out September, October. Okay. We are out of time. Dr. Katie Scharf with Kaiser Permanente Northwest. It's always interesting. You always have great information, but it's just really a good reminder that cold and flu and RSV and COVID season right around the corner, get the tissues ready and wash your hands. (laughs) That's my mom advice. I'm not a doctor, but. No. Yeah. Washing your hands actually works. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing Amazing. how that works. Well, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're listening to FM News 100.1 and 1110 KBND.